can't get enough of Infendo Radio? Head to Infendo.com and see everything else we're up to. We put the we in wiener. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Infendo Radio, episode 699. Um, I'm Lucas. I'm here. I talk to you. I tell you about what episode it is. I'm usually right. Uh, and I'm joined by my ever-lovely, always-present, can't-escape-them-in-however-many-years-I've-been-doing-this-show co-hosts, uh, Eugene and Justin. Uh, Eugene, you're looking spiffy tonight. You got your hair, you got all your skin, you got two eyes. How are you doing tonight? Where can the people find you? Yeah, I usually have two out of the three of those, um, but the people can find me at Infendo.com if they'd like to find out all the things um but yeah it's pretty much it for me i've been having a uh a week man i'm ready for the week end and i'm ready to get back into video gaming but i'm ready to spend the middle of the week with y'all so thanks for having me i hear you man i hear you uh justin how you doing tonight where can the people find you i am doing okay except for the fact that i just discovered that my switch is not holding a charge this is the second time this week i found it completely dead that's pretty terrifying does it charge when you plug it in it's it seems to be charging right now um the last time it did this it seemed to charge when i plugged it in but like i don't usually leave it running for long periods of time and Plot twist, I your children do... have been sneaking play sessions on it. <laughs> anyway, um, I guess I'll follow up on that on Twitter at InfendoJustin. Um, and I know last week I promised that the DisneyParkBench.com would have a new blog. That did not happen, but not because the blog's not done. I just decided to hold off on releasing it until... Um, the beginning of next month. So keep an eye out for that. Nice. Um, well, um, cool. Cool, Leo. I similarly have not been publishing much content on my YouTube channel this week because I have not been doing it. So I understand the vibe of, you know, that that being a thing and just, just life getting in the way. Uh, but however, we have a fun show for you tonight. I have a particularly fun show for you tonight because I've been playing so many games. I'm getting a little manic, I think, waiting for games I really want to come out. And I'm kind of doing that thing where I play, like, all the other games in the meantime. So... Uh, gonna be talking to you a lot during Change the System, but before that, we have a couple of bits of uh, hot goss that we have to cover here, and and one of them I'm kind of excited for, and hence the reason for all the music that we're listening to right now, uh, Sonic Origins, which I'm guessing everybody knows about on, on our little merry band of podcasters, uh, but for those of you who might be a little less informed... Uh, we are getting a collection of all of the classic Sonic games, including Sonic CD, which is usually kind of the, the dark horse, black sheep, least likely to show up in a collection type game. Um, this is the first time that multiple classic Sonic games have been available on the Nintendo Switch. Sonic CD is new to the Switch. Uh, Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles are all um, you know, coming to the Switch for the first time. 
This version also includes the option to play as Tails and Knuckles in all of the games. There's little animated bits in between that are super charming, guys. I don't know if you've been paying attention to Sonic for the last few years, but ever since Mania came out, they've been doing these like animations on their YouTube channel and stuff, and it's just really top-notch stuff. And it looks like they're going to be including that in the game, too. Um, bunch of little like hidden modes and features and things for all the people who've played these games a hundred times. But the big thing for me is um, in addition to getting to play some of those games that I really like that I haven't been able to for a long time other than like on an emulator, this mm -hmm. is the first time in my entire memory that we've had a collection like this of all of the classic Sonic games in one place. Like we've had the Mega Drive collection and we've had Sonic, oh, I forget what it even was. It wasn't Sonic All-Stars, but it was something like that um, back on the GameCube. But each one of those collections was like missing bits and pieces and the, the the Sega Master System has like I think Sonic 1 and doesn't have Sonic 2 or something like that doesn't have Sonic 3 so just it's weird there have been all these kind of like huh. mismatched piles of Sonic old Sonic games together and now we kind of get them all in one place so for someone like me who really likes you know Sonic in all of his forms I'm really excited for this I understand so... that you guys probably will be significantly less hype which is why I was even hesitant to bring it up but Oh, I will definitely, I will definitely get it on a oh. sale unless the um, <clears throat> release price is something that. Um, sure. Um, no, I'll probably end up getting it. Uh, you said the Master System. Are the Master System versions included? I have no idea. Um, what I'm talking about was. Um... The, the 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 emulated whatever Genesis or whatever it's called whatever the version is that we have on the Switch that I never downloaded because it didn't have anything interesting on it that only had like Sonic One and maybe Sonic Two if that no. so okay. do with that I do what have you want. <laughs> I have both the the Nintendo Switch Online Genesis Collection and the um, Genesis collection that came out a few years ago that was like 30 bucks and had mm -hmm. a bunch of games on it. Oh yeah, I remember um, that one. Um, I know that one I believe had Sonic 1, 2, and 3 but um, but yeah, it would be cool if this collection did have the Master System games but I think just having enhanced versions of all the other classic games will be worth it. Again, if the price is right. Well, stay tuned. I don't think we got an announcement on price. We did get a release date, and it's going to be coming in June, mid to late June, if I remember right. I don't know if either of you have a specific date in front of you, but um, yeah, I, I don't think they announced a price for it yet, so we'll just have to stay tuned, I guess, and keep an eye on the eShop. I'm sure it's floating around out there somewhere, so if somebody's mm -hmm. listening to this and they really want to let us know, tweet at us at Infendo and tell us. We'd appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, now for kind of the big news, I guess, and it's it's rumor territory, it's 4chan stuff, so, you know, take it with a grain of salt, as we always do. But apparently, and let me pull open this article here from Nintendo Wire, because they go into really good detail, um, there were two new apps that were leaked on 4chan from a, um, a, a leaker called Trash, Trash Bandit Coot on Twitter. <laughs> That's um, good. <laughs> the, the, yeah, it's pretty great. The, the apps were codenamed Sloop and Hyoko, and they believe that they are emulators for the Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance that were seemingly developed by NERD, N-E-R-D, which is Nintendo's internal team that had previously worked on emulators for the system. Um, according to Steve, and I don't really have the specifics on this, Eugene, you might be able to say it better than me, 
But um, according to Steve, they do also come with connectivity for like N64 games and mm -hmm. something else. I wasn't fully conscious while he was telling us about that. But <laughs> yeah, supposedly there's connectivity yeah, included that's... for some features. So that could be kind of interesting. Yeah. The transfer yeah, pack is neat. what I read. Yeah, it would be neat to have access to some of that stuff. And, you know, it could point to maybe a Pokemon Stadium. That would yeah, be that's that's See, what I'd be hoping, right? That'd be my first thought. Awesome. My first thought was Mario Golf and being able to transfer over your characters from Mario Golf on the Game Boy Color to Mario Golf and on the N64. Yeah, see, I never played Mario Tennis on the Game Boy, so I never had that experience. But Mario Golf, I had, and uh, I remember kid looking pretty racist and he was my character <laughs> and you ported him over and he had very stereotypical features so i really hope that whoever's in charge of porting that character into the n64 game does a good job cleaning it up because it needs a little work the japanese yeah. have not always been the most racially conscious of uh of that sort of thing but that was that was a moment from my childhood that i'll never forget sure uh you know all that said uh, yeah. i'm really excited for for game boy games i mean i know like one of our old friends and listeners um is going to be very excited for golden sun you know mm -hmm. who you are mm -hmm. so uh so that would be His really cool and apparently and uh, yeah of course and apparently golden sun was on the list of leaked games um another one was pokemon pinball ruby and sapphire which is not the good Pokemon pinball, but it is still a good Pokemon pinball. So um, I will give them that. Tactics Ogre um, was another one. And then there's just a whole big pile here. I see Mario Kart on the uh, the, the Game Boy Advance. Super Robot Tyson, which was a game I always kind of wanted to try oh, yeah. and never did. Um, let's see. I see something called Pokemon Trade, which is probably what you were talking about, Eugene. Maybe that's like a trading system for... Uh, you know, like like Pokemon and uh, Pokemon Stadium. Yeah, there's just uh, a few things on here. Some things that really look very, very weird and technical. Game, Game Boy Advance boot, single pack receive, that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I'm I'm not a uh, I'm not a programmer. Don't ask me to try to understand what all this stuff means. But hopefully, what it means is, you know, in the next year or so, we'll be getting Game Boy games on the Switch. That would be fun. Then we could finally move on to GameCube, which is what I've been waiting <laughs> for. So. You know, uh, I am amazed that we haven't gotten Dreamcast games in any shape or form. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, especially since the anniversary was, you know, just a couple of years into the Switch's life. Uh, you know, it's, it's just weird to me. Like, I would love to have the Crazy Taxi collection mm -hmm. or... You know, something like that. Seaman, please bring me Seaman. <laughs> well, and then Steve and I were talking pre-show about how, um, you know, all these years we've never had a port of either Sonic Adventure game come to any modern Nintendo system. After they came out on GameCube, we never saw them on Wii, we never saw them on Wii U, we never saw them on Switch. So I would love to finally get those games. But, uh, you know, what you going to do, I guess. It does kind of go to show you, at least with, like, the Game, uh, game Boy, GameCube, that kind of stuff how much smaller Nintendo is than I think we think of them as, that they don't just have these endless resources to have teams dedicated to, to porting over systems and games and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Because it sure would be nice, you know, to have their entire library of games at our disposal, like the Netflix of, you know, Nintendo services available. But what you going to do? Maybe in another 15 or 20 years, maybe when they build that new uh, building we were talking about last <laughs> week. Sure. 
All right, well, um, unless anybody has anything else big that they want to bring up, I guess we'll move on to probably the bulkier portion of tonight's show, Change the System. Anybody? I'm looking at your heads. You're shaking no. All right, I'm going to say, Justin, you're caught in a rainstorm and you have a lovely hat. You can go first and tell us about the games <laughs> you've been playing. Okay. Um, let's see. What games have I been playing? Um, I have to not make a, a list. Whole... Yeah, I have to look. Um, well, I haven't, I did play a little bit more of Lego Star Wars. I finished episode two, um, haven't really had much time to play that. Um, I did, thanks to a little help from the late Steve, uh, managed to also get Kirby, so thank you for, for helping me out with that. Um, disappointing thing about Kirby your progress in the demo does not carry over mm. to uh, to the that's, full game. That's true. Although you do get codes when you play the game that give you like figurines or something. So make sure that you enter those in at some point. But pretty sure they're universal. Good. So no. all you have to do is like <coughs> Google them. Is uh is th- are Amiibos compatible with that game? Uh, I no. yes. What what are those? Um, yes, they yes they are. I can't remember what they do though. So, fortunately, I can't can't speak to to doing that. But honestly, I haven't done a whole lot of uh, game playing. Um, trying to think. I know I played a little bit of Xbox, but I think that was just more time splitters. Um, so honestly, I think my change to the system is done. Like it's that, been a well, very uncharacteristically short. Like, Un, yeah, un exciting uh, week for for game playing for me. I'll be playing something tonight, that's for sure. But who knows what what next week will bring? I guess we'll just have to stay tuned. Um, Eugene, you want to tell us about Elden Ring and how great it is? <laughs> sure. I mean, do you want to keep uh, hearing about it? Yeah, no. Uh, that's really been the only thing I've been playing. Even. Um, <clears throat> Kind of like uh, Pokemon Go has been taking a backseat because mm-hmm. I haven't really had a whole lot of uh, desire to go back to it because there's not a whole lot of events going on right now type mm-hmm. of thing, you know? There yep. was a there was an event in Pokemon Go the other weekend. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, like I just... It was yeah. like for a Pokemon I didn't care about type of thing. But yeah. Elden Ring is still good. Um, the... I, I, I think I'm at 70 hours now that my clay, uh, play clock says. So, um... I feel like I'm nearing the end, but here's the thing. I the map keeps getting bigger. Like <laughs> <laughs> So the game is a trap is what you're telling me. Yeah, no, for real. Like I I mean, there's like this there's this way that you can kind of like traverse um, over to where there where you can see along over the water basically. I'm not going to like ruin that moment for people but you can get to where you can see over there basically and then when you get over there like the map like literally the map like gets bigger and then Mm. there's a lot more like gray space or whatever you know a lot of like fog of uh and uh yeah i'm not near as finished with this game as i once initially thought Um, how many of the uh phantom ganons have you defeated so far well see here's the thing i Pretty sure I defeated all of them, and now there's more stuff to do. So ah, yeah, it's uh, okay. 
It's uh, it's still really fun though. I'm yeah. I don't I I I don't know that I want to say that I'm getting burnt out, but I will say that I'm also playing another game um, in tandem to it, which mm-hmm. is Tunic. But I don't have a whole lot to say about Tunic because like the um, I think I'm still only like five hours into that one. So like. It's uh, you know, it's kind of like a palate cleanser because it's nice and friendly. Although everything still wants yeah. to kill you in that game too. Yeah, it's funny because the two games I've been hearing a lot about when I go online are. I was just about to say those Tunic. Are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, those are the two that I keep hearing about as well. I'm gonna have to have Eugene be like my my video consultant when I'm trying to play games that are relevant because you know I want to <laughs> play games like Kirby Superstar Saga and crap like that and and that's not gonna get me any content, any views, any any whatever. So. <laughs> sure. And have Eugene tell me what's relevant so I can start playing games that matter. <laughs> well, I. I don't know that you want me for that because the other games that I've been playing that I'm just not going to talk about are my emulator games. Mm -hmm. I have been playing a lot of old games. I love my old games. Although, I mean, just not a lot to talk about there, right? Because it's Mm -hmm. usually like five, ten minutes here and there with the game. So, But um, I want to really, really get into Wii Sports when it comes out next week, or I guess Nintendo Sports. So I guess I'll have some actual Nintendo-related content to talk about then, but yeah, yeah, Elden Ring has consumed me. um, I've been uh, really thinking about getting an Mm -hmm. Xbox Series X um, and upgrading my system because of that game alone, you know, so yeah. No, you, anyway. um, you you have me wanting to play Elden Ring. I um I, I don't know. I think I think Dark Souls is going to be enough for me, and I have not gone back to that. So I have this thing when I play a game for content, which is what I was doing for Dark Souls, mm-hmm. and the recording didn't work, which we've all mm-hmm. heard of. Where now I have to go back and replay like that first hour of the game to to re kind of capture the footage because I, I do want to share this experience with people. I think it'll be a lot more fun for me if I have it on film as opposed to just sitting by myself and making it kind of a, a solo thing. But right. I I haven't had that impetus to go back and play it because like you know it's it's repeating stuff I've already done you know and it's kind of a yeah. mess at this point. So that's kind of the hole that I'm in with Dark Souls where it's like I I keep there's this thing in the back of my mind. It's like I really do want to go back and play it, but then when I'm laying in bed. I'm I'm like, or I could just finish watching The Office, you know, like that kind of like, so like back the, and forth. The, yeah. the last thing I guess I'll say before I pass the torch over to you mm-hmm. is that Dark Souls is a type of game where I feel like that's almost uh, not required, but it's like, okay, the, the, the game kind of encourages yeah, that. Yeah, 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 because yeah. Because I, yeah. I put 60 hours into the game or when I like way back in the day like 10 years ago type of thing uh-huh. when I first when I first started playing it and then I put it down and then um, I picked it up about a year later put another yeah. like 10 hours into that same character realized that that wasn't like what yeah. I wanted to do started another character and within five hours I w- had already surpassed where I was on that 60 hour character type well, of you thing know, you know I'm, I'm realizing that it's been long enough now because it's been two or three weeks it's been long enough now that I think I could replay the game and just mm-hmm. re-record it from scratch and have a similar kind of first-time experience. So maybe yeah. it's time. Maybe I'll just forego my original audio and just just replay the game from scratch. I would like to ask, since we're on the show and we're just kind of hanging out anyway, um, do you have a recommendation for a good first-timer? Like, is there a right and a wrong way to play this game, or is it anything? Good? Like, I was doing kind of the thief route with like agility and and like, is that okay, or should I really do like a mage so, first-timer kind of thing? Like, it just depends. So the I feel like the 
how Dark Souls and like the Elden Ring, the Soulsborne type games, how those yeah. treat um, classes and like upgrades. That's basically almost the difficulty level because mm-hmm. I feel like if you uh, spec for intelligence and go like the mage route, that's yeah. kind of almost easy mode. Um, almost the same thing with strength because, like I okay. said, you literally just pick up like the biggest weapon and then start whacking your biggest big stick. There yeah. in Dark Souls. One of the best weapons is literally actually a big, huge stick. Like a troll drops it and you can, you know, pull the huge freaking big log type of thing. But yeah, that's uh, that would be my recommendation. If you're going to spec for something um, like just go hard that direction, you know, so like almost all intelligence or all strength and then, you know, mix in a little bit of um, gosh, I forget how the stat points are in Dark Souls, but I think that there is a way to increase your health. And also a way to increase like your stamina. A so you're gonna want to. Yeah, a lot of skills seem to increase health because I noticed that like both like strength and something else and something else all increased health as well. Ev- and then every, some things did every, like stamina. Yeah. Every stat point you do will actually increase everything a little bit. Okay. I think it's like every other upgrade it'll do that. Mm-hmm. So like okay. the you know on upgrades on level seven, everything might go up by like one point. But if you put it specifically in health then the health might go up by like five type of thing or whatever you know what i mean okay so i would recommend specking for you know whatever you want to do either all strength all intelligence but mix in a little bit of health and stamina in there because health is you know obviously how much you can take a beating and then your stamina is going to be that like meter as you're swinging your sword how maybe all that goes down Maybe I'll go with my original instinct of doing the whole, like, thief, you know, thing and everything, and then I'll really focus in on leveling up strength as I play through the game kind of thing. Because that seems like kind of a nice balance to, you know, start out with a little extra stamina, Mm -hmm. a little extra oomph, and then kind of work my way. Okay, that gives me some things to think about. It actually reminds me a lot of... um, when I started playing Skyrim a lot, like right out of college, and I played it on PC and I used to mod it, I had a mod called like Random Starts. And one of the things that it did, it put you in a random spot. You could like start out in a dungeon or a cave or on a mountaintop, but it mm-hmm. also let you choose like a class. So it kind of like divvied up like the items that you start with and the skills oh, sure. that you start with and stuff, which is not how <clears throat> Skyrim usually goes. Skyrim is very flat at the beginning. Everybody kind of starts off with basically the same level. So. Sure. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of that when I started playing. But cool, okay. Yeah, I think I've got a got a little hankering. I might have to get back into it here. Maybe by next week I'll have a story to tell about Dark Souls. Yeah. But for cool. now, we can only hope. For now, I have plenty of stories to keep you all entertained, and it's going to be the Lucas Show from here on out. So I apologize if you hate me most of all. Just skip to next week's show. <laughs> um, I've been playing a lot of games this week, guys. Like every night when I go into bed, I boot up the Switch, and I'm like. Screw it. I just want to play a game for like eight hours and then chill. So uh, first I was hanging out with Steve and he's been playing Legos, the Skywalker saga, that game, and uh, really enjoying it, like really having a good time with it. And I've been wanting to give it a try, but I'm not really a Star Wars guy. Now, a series that I did really like when I finally gave it a try was Dragon Ball Z. And I have Dragon Ball Z Kakarot on my Switch. Now, I played it on Steam, but I have it on Switch now, which is infinitely better. Uh, Which one is Kakarot? Is that the fighting game one? It is kind of an open-world RPG with fighting, like, real-time fighting elements. It's a very good game. Okay. It is a very, very good game. 
My uh, uh, eight-year-old has been playing a lot of that game lately. I love it. So I'm just at the very beginning of it. I know this is going to sound like gobbledygook to you, but I'm at the part <laughs> where Raditz shows up at the beginning, and Goku and Piccolo have to team up to beat him, and then Vegeta's going to show up, and then I get to do okay. the Frieza arc, and then I get to do This the is all making sense. I know my Vegetas and oh, my Piccolos. Yeah, I, I love, love those guys. so much, my dude. Friends. It's so good. Like, like so, so I've said it before. I did not enjoy Dragon Ball Z as a kid. Like, I did not want to watch this show as a kid. I found it very plodding. I found it very, you know, puffed. I found it like, you know, it's like next week, Goku and Vegeta train for the fight four weeks from now. You know, that kind of stuff. You know what it was for me was Hmm. that Dragon Ball Z, when we got it anyways in America, we were basically watching like 10-year-old episodes, you know? So it felt like an older Mm -hmm. um, anime type of thing, you know, when we got it. And that's I mean, why I never that, really got into it. It has that age, right? Like um, the the shows that I always thought of as kind of like sister shows because of how they came out in the states, where Dragon Ball Z was for the boys and Sailor Moon was for the girls, and they were both yep, like sure. old shows. And then Pokemon kind of came around and hit at least my generation, and I'm sure many of you like hard with that. Like, okay, this is totally. a show for me. This was made for me. Um, but I have been loving Kakarot. Like, I forgot how good it feels to just fly around a field and do a bunch of subquests for a bunch of random characters from Dragon Ball. And, like, oh, so good. I really like this game. So I'm planning on playing through a lot of that as kind of my comfort game. Like, when I'm bored and I just want to sit around and play something, I don't really mind paying attention because I already know the story and everything. Mm-hmm. You know? it's, it's just it's a good time. Um, the game that I was doing that with until I made a jump was Skyrim. <laughs> So I don't know what compelled me to start up Skyrim. Skyrim. But here's the thing, guys. When I start Skyrim, I start Skyrim really hard. So I made a character. I made a um, high elf, an altmer. And I went around and I was like, I'm going to be the bad guy. I'm going to burn everybody at the stake. And you shall follow the elven laws and like go real hardcore on the RPing and stuff. So I was running into bandit camps. And I was like, blasphemers, you shall suffer at my hands. <laughs> you know. And I was like, okay, this was fun, but I'm getting bored with this. So I want to be a good guy now. So then I made a good guy character. Then I got sick of him. So I made an elf good guy character because I like the elves more. So then that was my other guy. And I was still playing as the other woman. Then I made a lizard and I was doing him for a little bit then i made a cat person i have like eight characters that i've made now and i'm completely lost with what i was doing because like one guy i'm playing good one guy i'm playing evil one guy i'm helping the storm cloaks one guy i'm helping the imperials it was amazing. And was here I am. Manic. I've never played this game and you this is like I your seventh boot love this at game. least so so i played a decent chunk of that but then i kind of realized like okay as fun as it is to rp is all these different characters I know this story really well, right? Like, I know that when I walk into Markarth, there's going to be an attempted murder that I can either stop or not stop, and that's going to lead me down the quest where I'm going to get thrown in jail, and I'm going to have to either kill or assist the king in rags, and that's going to, you know, like, like I know all sure. of these beats point for point because i played this game so much. That the I was emergent like, no. gameplay is pretty much pretty much gone at this point yeah but then i was like you know what game i have never touched is fallout which is made by the same company so i was like why don't i try playing a fallout game so i did a lot of research on which game is the best to start 
everybody has a different opinion. And I locked in on Fallout New Vegas, which is what I had. I was going to say right New now. Vegas would be the one I would recommend. Yeah, New Vegas is a really cool game. So um, at first, when I started playing it, I saw somebody had a One Punch Man mod where you can get a pair of gloves <laughs> and punch anything in one hit and kill them. And I was like, I'm going to play this game as Saitama, and I'm going to walk around one hit KOing everything. And the fun will just be being this overpowered god character. Well, unfortunately, the mod puts that in New Vegas itself, which is like late game content, apparently. So um, I got really frustrated trying to skip through the game and decided, you know, screw it. I'm going to play the game the right way. So I restarted it last night. I made a new character. I'm actually trying. I put all of my stats in luck because I figure that feels like a good fit. And now I'm running around <laughs> saving people. I did the first mission in New Vegas where you go to, um, I, I forget the name of the town. It's not Good Neighbor because that's the really creepy one. But um, it's, it's the first town in the game, like Happy Springs or something. And um, I, I did the shootout where you have to help the guy from all the bandits that are coming into town. And the woman and her dog got killed in the shootout. And I was like, I cannot accept this reality. So I restarted the save and I did the shootout again and I protected both of them. And I was like, okay, thank God. Everything's okay now. I can move on with my life. So I've just been going around the wasteland experiencing that. And I really like it. It's a really cool game. Um, it doesn't have quite the same level of like hook for me that Skyrim and the Elder Scrolls games have because really like that like fantasy world building i really like like you know oh in the year 322 the white gold concordat was founded and the humans you know aided the elves and you know and and fallout is much more like 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 sci-fi-ish you know but there's a mm -hmm. lot of lore in in fallout too so i'm hoping that i can really get into it and get get super enjoyment out of it i really do want to play fallout 4 I've heard that storyline-wise, it's one of the weaker games, but I remember playing just like five hours of it and liking what I played. It's a little more Skyrim-y than Fallout New Vegas, but I'm trying to really like sink my teeth into New Vegas first and enjoy it. So that's been my Fallout experience, which was that's only cool. one of the many games that I played. <laughs> because I also played Mario Golf 64, which I talked oh, yeah. to you Oh, I did about. play some of that this weekend, yes. so I, I'll... I'll throw that in there as well. And we talked about this uh, in private, Justin, but you use the cheat, right, to get all the characters in one in one bundle. Does that include everyone? Yes. Does that include Metal Mario and yep. uh, Donkey Kong? Yep. And mm -hmm. wow, that's crazy. It, it, it uh, as far I haven't. It, it unlocks. It yeah, pretty much unlocks everything. All the yeah. characters and all the courses. Yeah. Um. Obviously, except for you know the custom ones you get from the Game Boy game, mm -hmm. right. which are completely locked out right now, but. Maybe in the future I'll be able Transfer to play pack. as Kid again. Yeah. yeah, that was really cool, actually. It was cool getting to play as, like, your character from the Game Boy game. I really liked that. Um, so, so you... Was that a thing? Knock? Yeah, you could, you could transfer over your characters. And, like, if hmm. they were really powerful, they were really powerful in this game. It was cool. It was almost like a mini Chow Garden kind of thing. Like, I really liked it. Yeah, it was... I used to transfer my character back and forth because, you know, like, like Lucas said, like, you... The progression in the Game Boy game was like a role-playing game. The more you play, the yeah. more experience you got, the, and the more you could boost your stats. Uh, like the Switch game, even. And so I would, you know, work on my character. Same thing with Mario Tennis. I would just work on my character, you know, on the bus to, mm -hmm. to and from school, and then I'd go play with my friends and transfer my character in, and yeah. suddenly I had this character who had better stats <clears throat> than Mario. Yeah, it was I really never... cool. 
I never had a transfer pack until like well after the uh, Nintendo 64 was past mm. its shelf life. So I never got to do any of that cool stuff. But I do remember what the first thing I did was the Perfect Dark thing because I always wanted mm. to experience the that. And then I had to experience the Perfect Dark Game Boy game and then I was pretty sad. But um, <laughs> that that's a story for another time, I guess. See, um, I don't really know anything about the perfect dark things. I'm going to want to hear about that uh, at some point in the future. But sure, I, I guess that's a story for another day. You know, especially I've, since you have more games. To talk always about. so many games, but no, I've been really enjoying Mario Golf. Um, so I've been I've been doing the long play. I've been unlocking everybody, you know, the the old fashioned way. So I um, just got to Wario. That's where I'm at right now. So I've unlocked uh, Yoshi, Luigi. Uh, some bro in a cowboy hat. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, the original characters. Yeah, there's, there's like yeah, there's like four just humans in the game that have no business being there, and it's really cool. Actually, I love Plum. Like Plum is a nostalgia. Trip I have a feeling so. Plum was supposed to be like the Wapich or something like that. Sure. Well, yeah, I remember they did say they were going to do a Wapich at one point, and then they pulled the plug on that, so I could see it. I um I I almost kind of see her as like you know hey boys does your little sister want to play Mario Golf with you here's a really weak character you could let her play you know that kind of thing but I like Plum she's cool and she's uh, like the hardest character to play because she's so weak so you know super fun but you know I'm um I'm 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 digging the challenge I forgot how unlocking characters worked in that game. Because there's a whole, like, get character mode that you can play. And when you're doing it, you can choose to go to any course that you want. So you can choose to challenge them on the easiest course or, like, the hardest course you have available. Right. And right. it kind of changes the challenge. Like, like I was doing the easiest course over and over because I thought it would be easier. Then I realized, hey, these really good NPCs are really good at, at winning these, uh, you know, these, these easy courses. I need to kind of bump up the difficulty here so it's harder for them, too, and just kind of get good. So... I've been trying to kind of keep up, but then you get experience points that that unlock new levels and stuff. It's it's fun if you're a um, if you're somebody who really likes like unlocking things and that that gives your life purpose. Then Mario Golf sixty four is a fantastic game, and I really do hope we get the game or the GameCube one at some point. Um, sure. What was that Toadstool Tour? Because I mm, never unlocked all the characters in Toadstool Tour. Yeah, it was Toadstool Tour. Yeah, I remember there was uh, Shadow Mario from, uh, you know, whatchamacallit. And I never got him in that game. I always wanted to. And I think maybe I'm good enough now. Maybe I could finally... finally I'll be honest. I liked that one. But by the time that the... And I think I would say this of almost all of the GameCube um, Mario sports titles, I guess. Yeah. um, They kind of got a little bit gimmicky for me, you know? Like the the tennis had like the weird like... uh, I can't even remember what it was called but like you can like do like a super move or like do a super save uh of like the ball or something like that so that was kind of weird yeah same with the golf what did golf do oh they had like the super shots or whatever on the gamecube one so yeah, I, yeah. I, I i'm more of a purist i don't know yeah you start i mean i like them both the, like I, you know. I like when you have the option to play vanilla sports sure. like in mario golf on switch you can mm-hmm. play the the rush mode or you can just play vanilla mario golf so but well that, yeah, that was some of the, the gimmicks over the years have been hit or miss that was the thing mm-hmm. i feel like it um it was less gimmicky on the game Boy or on the gamecube it was there but it was kind of optional 
And then by the time we got into like the next system, they leaned really heavily into the gimmicks. I just remember like um, Mario Tennis on the Switch. I remember just being one giant gimmick. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if uh, anybody else has that memory, but I remember that game feeling very weird. Like the whole like mechanic was, hey, you can power up and become giant. It was it was stupid. Or maybe that wasn't the giant one, but it that definitely was the, had a that weird was the gimmick. Wii U one. That was the Wii U, but the Switch had the, a weird gimmick. The Switch to it did too. have a thing that you could charge up, like but it gave shots. you like super moves, yeah. which yeah, weren't know, yeah. which which were powerful, but not like so overpowered that they were ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, God, I that was that a that was a, a Switch balance. game, and it, yeah. it, it feels like a forever ago, but like yeah. that was a Switch right. game, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of with Eugene. The other thing that I really like about um, the older Mario Golf games, like the first two Mario sports games in general, and we've talked about this before, is they have a little bit more personality. Like, um, sure. the animations feel more weird and thought out. Like, like Wario wins and a big W shows up over his head. I got an eagle with Peach, and she's cheering, and then her dress turns from, like, the mini skirt to, like, the full dress, and she's, like, shocked. <laughs> you know, like, stuff like that. It's just, it's it's cute, you know? It, it's got personality. I like that there's a tournament mode, and when I play tournament mini mode, Mini golf! Has, like, Give me mini golf! Well, and then you've got, like, you know, on the rankings, it's like, oh, Link is in first place, and uh, Lakitu is in second, and Chain Chomp is in third, and, you know, all these characters that you can't play sure. as, but that are, like, <clears throat> in the tournament that you're playing against. Like, I, right. I love that kind of stuff. It's little details that I feel like have been missing from a lot of the more... I kind of forgot stuff. about that, actually. Yeah, yeah. that they did that. Yeah, no, it's, uh, and again, like you were saying, the mini golf mode, you know, and all the music is really iconic and memorable and it's like stuff I would listen to outside of playing the game. It's just, it's good. It, I know part of it has got to be nostalgia, but I like this game more than I like Super Rush, you know. Super Rush is really nice. It's pretty, it's it's clean, but it feels much more sterile. Like, I think I, I did a big video on like all of my, my games of 2021 and I put Super Rush like dead in the middle because it wasn't the best game and it wasn't the worst game. That's kind of how I feel sure. about it as a Mario Golf game. It's fine, but it doesn't do anything to make me like it more than like Toadstool Tour or Mario Golf 64, you know? Right, so, right. Yeah. Well, that's um kind of it for me, <laughs> believe it or not. I also downloaded Soul Calibur 6, and I'm going to be playing around with custom characters. Because, like I said, I'm new one? manic. It came out in 2018. So, um, but yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the newest so, one, I guess. So, yeah. I, yeah, take your. You know better than I do. But, yeah, so, so I'm going to play around with that because I saw the custom characters people have made, and they're amazing, and I want in on that. Soul uh, Calibur 2 on the Switch. Let's do it. Give us yeah, a link. I'd, I'd play that I, too, but now I can I custom would. character a link in Soul Calibur Six, so I'm happy. Uh, but no, I just I've been in a in a real manic funk with video games lately. Like I nothing has quite been <clears throat> scratching the itch, so I've been playing a little bit of everything. Sure. And I feel like that's going to be me for the considerable future because all the games I'm really excited for, are like JoJo's. Um, Sonic Frontiers, uh, Mario Strikers, they're all, like, later games. Like, they're all coming mm-hmm. out, like, at earliest in, like, June and at latest in, like, December, you know? Isn't there a Monster Hunter something or another coming? Yeah, Monster Hunter Sunbreak is coming out soon, too. But but that's not coming out for a few more months, at least. I don't even think we have a definitive release date yet. They just mm-hmm. said, I want to say they said early quarter two maybe but i don't know steve would know better than i would on that but it's definitely not like right around the corner as far as i can tell so sure honestly i think the next big thing for me is going to be switch sports like you you kind of talked me into that tonight so i'll probably pull the trigger on that but 
Yeah, I don't know. I've just been yeah. I've been hungry. Steve says it's June. He has the day off. So, are you, uh, are you guys going to get um if you guys get the Switch sports game, mm-hmm. are you guys going to get it physically so you can get the little strappy or are you going to just get digital? I probably just I already have digital. the strap. I don't plan sure. on playing the leg games, I'll be real, because we've had that conversation before about how the strap just does not accommodate me in any way, shape, or form. Sure. So, um, if I can play, I think I've read that you can play soccer with your hands. You don't have to use your feet. I'm probably yeah. Just that's like only that. like one like one uh, mode yeah. in yeah. in the soccer game. Yeah, I'll be real. I love um, like Wii Sports. Like I love using my hands for motion control. I don't like using my legs for motion control. It doesn't have the same. I, I don't feel like I've got as much control over my legs. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a me thing or just a human thing. I just I don't know. It's not it's not as satisfying to me, you know. I I feel I like when I use my arms, it feels very natural. When I play games with my legs, it feels really weird. Like even like DDR, I've never been that good. Well, at. especially since even motion based games, I'm usually sitting. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I spend you no, know, I don't. I'm not standing in front of the TV playing Skyward Sword. I'm sitting yeah. in a in a recliner or a fold up sure. chair, just like. Yeah, and that is kind of one of the challenges of the Switch too, because it's Unless a totally it's VR. portable. What's well, a totally portable system, and you really want to play Switch Sports like um, you played Wii Sports, which is kind of mm-hmm. standing up with a Wii remote and an nunchuck and you know, that <clears> kind of thing. But but the way I play most of my games now is laying down prone in bed, you know. So sure, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be kind of a weird compromise I got, there. I think I've shown it. I've got one of those like neck things that holds mm-hmm. the screen out about <laughs> an arm's yeah. length, and so yeah. I'll lay in bed, and so I've got the screen like just a you know, decent de- distance away from me, and I got a Joy-Con on each arm, and I just lay there and and play, but not motion-based game. You know, I'm just playing. Yeah. I look like a I look like a very uh, uh, a, a game playing corpse. <laughs> when you uh, when you told me about that, um, I actually bought like a almost like one of these arm things that I have for my <laughs> microphone. But I attached nice. it to my bedpost, and I, I'll bust nice. that out when I want to play um, Switch games like that. It's pretty nice, actually. I hey. think I might have to look at it. Send me, send me a link to that, because uh, that would probably be far more practical than the neck thing, because the problem with the neck thing is if I have to get up for any reason, I have to completely dismantle my setup. Right, yeah. No, I like it because then I can just like kind of in a way, and then you know it's kind of off to the side. But it's not practical to have like attached to the bedpost all the time either, mm-hmm. you know. So I kind of have to put it away. But it's nice. I still oh, yeah, like it. Yeah, my wife would I'm kill playing. me if I attached anything to the bed <laughs> permanently. But, <laughs> sure. But just you know, just while I'm playing the game, to just be like you said, just kind of and push mm-hmm. it out of the way, get up, come back, pull it right back to where I want. Yeah, it's nice. So I do kind of have one other thing. I know it's been a Lucas-filled episode, but we are running a little short. Um, Can I really change the system and talk about something else that I did this week that was really cool? Get it. I've never had this experience before. So um, I I think you guys know that I've been doing a lot of, like, game nights with people in my neighborhood lately. Like, I really branched out, and I made a bunch of friends and stuff. We've been playing board games and stuff. So, like, I I have, like, a Monday night card game that I do, and then, like, I go to, like, a a public session that I found on Meetup. But sometimes on Saturday nights, I go over to this one guy's apartment, and we play, like, board games with just the four of us. Um, We invested in – have you ever played Pandemic? Oh yeah, that one of it, but I haven't played that, it. I've it's, never played it, but that one's supposed to be really good. Yeah, it is, and kind of a weirdly, ironically fun game to play at the <laughs> tail end, hopefully, of a pandemic. Um, so, have you ever heard of a legacy board game? Because this is kind of where I'm going with this. 
they are board games that remember what you did the last time you played and tell a overarching story over several Oh, yeah, yeah, sessions. yeah. That's what Pandemic is, basically, right? Well, that's what we have is the legacy version of Pandemic. So we started mm-hmm. playing that last Saturday, and it was really fun. So, like, we, we, we were playing through it, and we each chose, like, our roles. I was the, the doctor or the, the, the scientist or whatever. So, like, I could come up with cures faster. And, like, one of our guys was, like, the dispatcher, so he could move us around the board and help us get to locations and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we lost our first round, and they were like, okay, the CDC's giving you additional funding because, you know, so here's extra, extra tokens and stuff. But the red virus has now mutated and cannot ever be eradicated. So, like, there was this whole, like, yeah. like all of a sudden, um, Asia was where, like, the red virus started. And it was just covered in, like, red dots and cubes and stuff. So then we did round two, and we actually won it with, like, one turn left before game over. Like, it was really satisfying. So, are you playing on physical board games again? Mm-hmm. Or are you? Okay, cool. I, yeah. I, I was wondering if you're still doing the virtual thing. No, my friend's actually been playing Nemesis, uh, which is one of my favorite games but i have not been joining him in that virtually but no i um it's it's cool legacy board games are a really cool thing so if you have like a group of people that are into that kind of stuff and they're committed to doing it for like the long haul like it's like a you can do it every week kind of thing really freaking fun like i'm really looking forward to the next session the game uh like my irl people that i know uh have been playing and been trying to get me into is like gloom gloom something or another i can't remember what it's yeah, that's it. Gloomhaven. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've heard of it. I've never played it. But uh, yeah, that's supposed to be a good one, too, actually. I want to say that's... Um, no, I think I'm thinking of Betrayal of the House on the Hill, which is like a weird one where like half the game is set up and everything. But I don't know. I'm, I've been indoctrinated into this world of board games that I knew nothing about until like a month ago. And it's kind of fascinating because it's... You would think video game ability would translate over to board game ability, but it really doesn't. Like, there's sure. some like problem solving and management stuff that that translates over. But there are people that are much much better at board games than me, and I very much feel like the newbie in like every game that we play. But it's uh, it's a, it's a fun way to spend some time. I'm really enjoying it. So just kind of wanted to share that because it was a it was a cool experience i've never played like a legacy game before i didn't even know they existed but if that's the kind of thing that sounds appealing to you and you have a group of friends who would do that with you give it a try because it's real freaking cool so i uh probably not for the show but i sent you a link that you should check out um this is a game that i think would be right up your alley builders of blankenberg that's one of my favorite ones i'll check it out all right. Well, um, since we've now devolved into a board game podcast, I guess it's <laughs> as good a time as any to uh, close out the show. But we will be back again next week, probably just in time to not talk about Switch Sports, since that game comes out like two days after our next show. But mm-hmm. stay tuned. We'll have something interesting to tell you guys about. And until then, have a great week. Have a great day. Have a great night. Have a great life. We'll be back again next week with another show. Bye-bye! Adiós.